The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 107, recorded July 27th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the team. The other three quarters of the team is... <laughs> Three quarters. That's good. You're bigger I, than I am. You're bigger than I am. I am bigger than you. So yes, this is. I'm Michael Diaz, as always. Good to see you, Michael. We've got an extremely special episode this week. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to do a roundtable this week, and uh, we've got some uh, characters of the past coming back to our podcast this time. Um, we're going to talk about Marvel, where it's going to go. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Or is it going to survive? All the fun things that uh, will be all about Marvel this week in a fun four-panel roundtable. Michael, you want to introduce who we have today? Gladly. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce Michael Dunn. You may remember him way back in episode 53, or maybe it was episode 59 you heard him. We brought him in for a couple episodes. The last time you heard him was uh, on our Into the Spider-Verse rewatch. So I wanted to welcome Michael Dunn to the podcast and and mr dunn why don't you introduce yourself and give us your geek credentials i am michael dunn i am years old and <laughs> my my geek credentials is i was all about collecting x-men and there was at one time before the collection disappeared i had a, coll- mm-hmm. a run from uncanny x-men 180 to 500 uninterrupted damn wow damn those are some serious credentials also yeah. uh michael dunn if you want to it's up to you i won't i won't put out there because i'll leave it up to you but uh if you want to follow michael dunn on twitter or something like that he's a hell of a photographer man like fantastic photographer m d dunn photo yeah really really good stuff you guys uh should give him a follow well, thank you for joining us, uh, Mr. Dunn. I appreciate you coming on this episode. Also on this episode, I want to welcome once again to the podcast our good friend, Alan Lugo, who has been on one, two, three, four, five episodes now, I think, Alan? Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, and, and <laughs> I, like to, I like to list my credentials as uh, the highest level Star Wars fan you can get and I'm one of those Star Wars fans that doesn't really like to nitpick and doesn't like to complain about Star Wars. I hold it on a pedestal and I I don't criticize too much. Um, And I I am not, I hate Star Trek. Uh, I, I dislike, I dislike DC movies. I think they, they got a long ways to go and I pretty much (laughs) consumed about as much cartoons that were produced in the eighties as I think is possible for a child uh, and and still end up having an adult life. (laughs) Now, so those are my credentials. I have to ask, are you watching those cartoons because you have a child on yourself or would that happen regardless? No, no. These, so I'm saying that when I was a kid in the 80s, I was oh, watching gotcha. those cartoons. Now, gotcha. my son now, I think he's got a, a, another year or two to go and I'll, I'll start introducing him to 
Jace and the Wheeled Warriors or uh, Silverhawks or, um, you know, some of that stuff from the 80s that they were very unique and great and will never come back again. Thundercats. Well, I, I got to ask, I know we're already diverging because that's what we do here. They just brought back He-Man. Is that something you're going to be interested in? I already watched the first uh, as, as part of my geek this week. Well, I already watched it, half. It, I'll do a Michael Diaz here and say, well, you know, I heard the reviews weren't very good, um, <laughs> which is something Mike likes to say and never never watch it for himself. But I, I may get around to it. Um, I was definitely intrigued by it. You know, He-Man's been kind of kicked around and played with with movies and relaunches and stuff and toys a few times. But um, I, I may get around to it. I feel like there's other things I need to catch up on before I go to that one. That's fair, cool. fair enough. Interesting fact, uh, Alan Lugo still holds the top spot of listens for this podcast is the Rise of Alan podcast. Now, it may have something to do with us reviewing the Rise of Skywalker. Don't know. Oh. But, <laughs> but uh, Alan, you happen to be on that episode. It is still yeah, a top, right, most right, listened yeah, to episode. Guilty by association. I'll take it. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> until until it's knocked over, you know. It's still the leading one. After everything that's gone on in this jacked up world of comics and whatnot. So, Michael, uh, before we get into our main giant topic here, let's uh, let's start talking about uh, our geek this week. We'll let our guests go first. Alan, what, you listen, what are you doing this week or have done in the last few weeks that you would consider uh, your main geek? Yeah, I would thing. say two key things. One, um, you know, the, this podcast that you guys called me up for prompted me to renew my Disney plus and start trying to catch up on Loki. So I've done two and a half episodes and um, episode three was a little bit of a downer, but I'm excited about the first two. They were really good. Um, and then also I think uh, Joe and, and Michael, I talked to you guys about the, the latest Thrawn book, the Thrawn novel that came out for star Wars. I finished reading that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was excellent. The, the Thrawn series of Canon novels, I think is, are all all five of them out so far i think are definitely the top five or six best of the new canon novels and so i recommend everybody uh read those thrawn books if you get get a chance or, or look what do, what do you think read. of the news uh the news that's uh, i would say 75 percent news 25 percent rumor of of lars mickelson playing thrawn in the ahsoka series he also voiced uh thrawn in rebels in, in rebels right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean interesting. you know I, I i'll just put it this way i trust the casting so I don't have anything negative to say about it. And I think he's going to do fine. And I like that, that they have stuck with, there's a, a few people, right. That they've done that where whoever was doing the yeah. voice on rebels, they brought in to play live action. So a Bo Katan. Yep. Yep. Right. I'm good with it. So far they haven't gotten the casting wrong on anyone that I can tell. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Michael Dunn. Any geek this week that you want to talk about? Uh, I'm still geeking out over, Planet size X Men. Oh, I haven't um, read it yet. The fact that the mutants are doing more things together, they're doing more big things together instead of individually. Like, after reading that issue, I hadn't been, been that excited in forever. Like, I don't buy as many floppy issues. I normally Wednesdays I purchase online on the app, but when I got off work that day, I went to uh, went to the store and I actually got the actual hard copy. That's how excited I was. Nice. And 
and I had to go back and reference the uh, trade paperback of uh, House of X and whatnot to just go over some things. If Did I miss anything? Was there anything that I missed? And it was that whole trade paperback is like my new Bible for this yep. era. So Hickman is slow and methodical at doing things. And I like, as I get older, I like the slow burn. So I'm excited for where things go from here. You're like staying in tantric. You're all good. It'll last forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 I, I got to second that. I mean, Hickman there are things he has dropped breadcrumbs on in those in that limited series, you know, either whether it be Powers of Ten or House of X, that are going to come to fruition two years, three years down the road. So he's really building a lore here. So I got to say, yeah, he's he's doing a fantastic job with the X Men. And I would I would like to add, Hickman made me like the Fantastic Four. Wow. His run on Fantastic Four, to me, was phenomenal. Like, occasionally I would read Fantastic Four, but he made me tune in every damn month. Nice. Do you like, um, so I'm, I'm going down to the comic shop tomorrow. I've got so much that is waiting for me there because I live quite a bit away from it now. Um, I've been thinking of switching and just doing the digital. Do you like the digital? Do you do it one episode, uh, episode issue at a time digitally, or do you? I... It depends on what's coming out. It's I don't have the space like I used to. Yeah. So I'll just buy I'll buy something digitally. You know, if I'm interested, it's nothing me to just go ahead and buy and download the issue. Um I know tomorrow I'm interested in cable twelve. Cable fan. Um what else is coming out tomorrow? I can't recall right now, but there's a couple issues I got marked to get tomorrow that I'm just curious to see what's coming out. So if it's an issue I really want to have and see, I'll find a way to get the hard copy. If not, I'll just get it digitally. Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. Michael, you're a geek. Um, I try. <laughs> Let's see. Um, for me this week, uh, well, late last week, I don't know if it's still the case, but Amazon had several uh, first volumes of many different manga on sale. Actually, not on sale. Absolutely free. And I got to tell you, it worked. Because I grabbed a few different uh, manga. I'll, I won't get into all the titles, but uh, one of them I grabbed was Parasite, which is a good monster from space uh, manga. And it worked in that I liked volume one so much that was free. They had volume two for 99 cents, and then volume three was a buck 99. And then after that, they were up to their normal price, like seven, eight dollars, whatever they were. But I bought them digitally and read them on my Kindle, and there's already <laughs> a few that I just love. And that, so, that was almost a, almost a five dollar spend, Michael. That, they've really pulled you in there. You really had to reach on. into your pockets. <laughs> that's just, that's just Parasite. There's, and I hate to admit it, there's this one. So there's another one called Sweat and Soap, which is a rom-com manga. I've I've only ever read uh, samurai or robot, giant robot-based manga. So I only had it because it was free. And I was like, what is this? And I started reading it, and I was oddly entertained. 
And this is the guy who still hasn't like he's I don't have time to watch Rebels. Well, <laughs> and you know, fucking read a manga rom com. Yeah, it you doesn't have time. Doesn't have time to do any Star Wars stuff other than the movies, and then complain about them for for longer than he takes to watch them. But then, yeah, he, he can get watch, uh, sweat and sweat and suit. You know what? Manga. Sweat to the oldies. Go ahead, Don. Don't feel bad. I, I've had a Disney Plus subscription since day one, and I still need to catch up on Rebels. Have you? See, are, you, you are, are both of you guys watching the Bad Batch at all? I yes. Am. I know you are Diaz. Come on. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I feel like the Rebels, if the people that didn't watch Rebels when it was on Cartoon Network are slow to to watch it now that it's on Disney Plus. It's good. It's so good. You get, you know, first season has its ups and downs, but by the time you get to the end of the first season, it just kicks. It goes. But uh, Mr. Dunn, you're you're listening, you're watching uh, Bad Batch? Yes, I am. Um, I had to catch up this weekend because I missed last week's episode. So I watched both episodes on sad Saturday that I missed. So I w- last Friday's and this current Saturday, uh, Friday, right. so I caught up. So cool. Well, we can talk about that down the road. But uh, that the last episode of Bad Batch not a, not the best of all of them. What? I, that was my favorite episode. Of course, it would be. <laughs> wouldn't be course, us if we didn't disagree of course it would be it was fine it would have been great if it was episode two not when you're like three three episodes but you left know in what season. i will get into about bad batch once we get into loki and i'll explain my Ooh. process for everything perfect oh. perfect perfect all right michael tell us all what we're gonna do today tell our listeners all right so if you couldn't tell already by the title i'm gonna say it again right now our main topic this week is where does the MCU go from here? We've had Black Widow. We've had Loki. And before that, we had WandaVision. We've had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all setting up the pieces for this next phase. And before that, we had Iron Man. Like how yes. far? What do you, I mean, how, what do you? Well, okay. Well, of course we had Iron that Man. That was way back when. <laughs> I know, I was saying point... how far he's going to go. Because like. No, I'm just, I'm, I've only been talking about the phase force type stuff. Oh, all right. So. They all led up to this point. Loki, first off, spoiler alert. If it wasn't clear, we're going to be talking about the end of Loki and the big reveal there. Poor Ellen. Sorry. I'm okay. I I know I'm past the statute of limitations. Well, actually, the Loki hasn't been very long. But for this show, I'm past the statute of limitations. That's fine. So, obviously, Loki blew everything up. We now have a multiverse. Sorry. Literally. Literally, we literally blew up and had a multiverse. We know, like everybody knew that there's a, a movie called Multiverse of Madness in Doctor Strange. Like, oh, it's, oh it was already spoiled. It was already spoiled that that was going to happen when you get into right. Loki. So it's not like you know. So, I think I, I got to get into the topic, but I think you know a lot of people were expecting the multiverse <laughs> to happen with WandaVision, and it didn't. Yes. So now it has actually happened. So that's our topic. Where does the MCU go for, from here? So we're going to have like a, a roundtable discussion. The way we got this set up is uh, each of the panelists here have brought two questions with them to the table. They're going to ask each one. is going to take the time to ask their question to the group. The group will answer the question. They will then give their opinion. We will discuss as needed, and then we'll move on. So with four of us here on the panel, we're going to end up with eight questions and have a lot of discussion as to where we think, as verified geeks, 
where we think the MCU is going to go. But we can't move on to each question until we somehow get a dig on Diaz. That's the. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's, that's, that's like fair. the norm. Yeah. He he usually throws up some softballs for us to hit out right. of the park on his own. <laughs> you know, I I have to admit I do I do lift up some softballs. So once one more time, in case you didn't hear before, spoiler warning: we're going to be talking in depth about the MCU. So. Uh, I don't know, Joe, are, are we ready to start? Ready to start, and Mr. Dunn's going to lead our Q&A. All right. I'm going to make this quick before I get into the question. WandaVision was a great head fake. Everyone thought that, from everything I read, Wanda, everyone thought WandaVision was going to introduce the X-Men, Fantastic Four, but they did. Some people were upset. Me personally, I'm like, I trust Feige, and Feige we trust. Falcon and Winter Soldier was in the middle, didn't expect anything multiverse related. Loki was the wild card. I did not expect what happened to happen, and it blew my really? I needed a towel. Really? Okay. You needed a towel. I need... That last episode, I get up at 5.15 every morning. <laughs> I go in the living room, throw my headphones in, turn on my Apple TV, watch the episode. Almost woke my wife up. Wow. By the way, <laughs> by the way this podcast is not brought to us by Apple TV, but thank you for the plug. <laughs> like, when I saw that, it brought the TV shows, the Netflix shows, um, Ages of Shield. Everything now comes into play. X Men, Fantastic Four, whatever characters we got now, Universal, Incredible Hulk, and Twitchy. Everything was on the table. So my first question is. And me being the X Men geek. I want to be teased. If that, from what I've read, the X Men have been there the whole time. Which version of the X Men do we want to be introduced into the MCU? Do we want Claremont? Okay. Or do we want Hickman? abbreviated Hickman because comic wise is too complicated, but do we want, do we want elements of Claremont or Hickman? So as as someone who's not as deep into the comic book writers, I'm going to ask, um, what did I just, uh, Michael, what was the, I wouldn't call it a reboot, but I kind of like the, the, what I just read ahead, like, um, Two 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 uh, comics that came out at the same time. One was like the past and the present, or whatever. Yeah, you're talking about past. House of X and Powers of Ten, right? Yeah, the, that's kind of a reboot, right? That was kind of a soft reboot yeah. in a way. That's Hickman. Okay, that was yeah. awesome. So, if so, if you're so if you're asking me, I guess I'm chiming in. I'm not on. We uh, don't. But if you're asking me, I kind of dig that new take, and I think it would be perfect to bring a new take uh, to this. I guess multiverse, brand new 
MCU universe that's uh, in the films, I'd like to see that take because we'd have to like push past all the Fox stuff and get that, you know, out of the way, I suppose. That would be mine. Like, I love the new, the new take uh, of that Hickman series. Alan, what do you think? Well, you know, like Joe, I, I don't, I haven't been keeping up with the comics for a long, long time, but you know, when you think about the Fox X-Men, I, I look at it and I say, well, you know, they were, we were satisfied with them when they came along because we didn't have anything else. So we just had to take what we could get. So part of me says like, just pretend those didn't happen or whatever and, and try to try to redo it. Now, now in terms of the details of the, the end of Loki, I, I don't know what was teased or if X-Men were teased at all, but I, you know, I almost want to say like, they, they were not do teased. It. Yeah. I almost want to say like, do it a reboot of nineties X-Men and act like the other movies never happened. And, you know, cause there's some characters even that were in those X-Men movies that just were not done justice at all. And they, they still need to, in my mind, they still need to till that ground properly and properly harvest those characters from the nineties and, and, and let them do justice because that's also what worked for Avengers for the most part. This, the whole, this whole arc or this whole roller coaster we've been on with the MCU and the movies is, basically been everything from late eighties, early nineties that they've been hitting home runs with. But that's just my opinion. I I'm open to be surprised by something that I've never seen before, which sounds like this, this Hickman stuff could be that. Um, I, I'm sorry. Alan, are you done? I don't want to jump in. No, that's, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Sorry. No, I didn't, no, trying my, not to talk. The done's right there. It's you're, you're finished. <laughs> Wrong done. So, well played. Here's what I think. And I'll try to keep it brief. I think Marvel, the MCU, um, they did what they had to do with the origin stories. And we still might see some of those with some of the newer characters. But I think we saw a glimpse as to their future with Spider-Man. We've already seen the Spider-Man origin several times. They didn't need to tell it again. And I think what's nice about going the Hickman route is that which I get that Claremont, he was the 80s X-Men guy. But I want to say they're going to go the Hickman route because the Hickman route, because of their because of the story, has to deal with uh, a lot of uh, time repeating itself and time, you know, when you find out that Moira Mataggart, when she dies, time resets. Mm-hmm. And she's learning things. It still pays homage to everything that came before. Yes. So, um... I think what Marvel's going to do is take that page out of the Spider-Man book and we're going to meet the team as is. And because Loki has established a multiverse, um, they can do that. They can hear either the, either the team is already existing and working in the shadows in the MCU proper, or they're going to pop in from some other reality fully formed. So we don't have to go through, the origin story that we saw in the first X-Men movie by Bryan Singer, or when they tried to reboot him again with X-Men first class, I think they're going to come in fully formed. And I think that's the way it should be. That's my two. May I chime in? Yeah. Yeah. Your question. I, yeah. Go ahead. I think, I think is like they did with Spider-Man with not killing uncle Ben for the umpteenth time. <laughs> right. They're not going to insult our intelligence. They're going to, go with knowing that their audience is a little bit more well-read 
And if not, they need to get on the ball because they want to hit this, <laughs> hit the ground running instead of, oh, let's take 45 minutes of the movie to introduce you and blah, blah, blah. No, not so much in doing the homework and reading things a la Rise of Skywalker, dig. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my job. But they're they're going to placate to our intelligence and knowing that we have read or know what's going on and just like, bam, throw this at us. Let's hit the ground running. Here you go. So you, you bring up a great point. And I talked about this, I think, last episode, Michael. Um, when it comes to the fans like you guys that are really that understand the comics and know what's know the real ins and outs. The one thing I'll say about Loki is it starts to get complicated for the regular fan, right? For the, for the, for the MCU movie fans, just the movie people, right? That don't really follow the comics, you know, that could easily, you know, Iron Man was easy to get, Thor is easy to get. Now we're getting into an area where it's becoming complicated. And yes, I trust in Feige for sure. But there, if they go a little too far, I think they will lose some fan base. And like, this is just getting crazy and I don't really want to see this. Uh, you know, right. I'm guessing this is a pure guess. I think they have to present it in a way that kind of somehow bridges both those gaps, you know, like Spider-Man did. Like, of course, Spider-Man is a very well-known, obviously more, more mainstream, I would say, or, or pedestrian is probably a better word. Uh, superhero. I think, um, the 90s films have helped X-Men become more that, but I don't think people really know that much about X-Men still after all these years. The the, the gen pub. Right. And that's fine. But it's fine. It, it, you're right. It's, it's going to be a thin line. Or a, yeah. a, not a thin line, but it's a, it's, a, it's a delicate balancing act. Right. Because you don't want the MCU to turn into what the comics became, which was burdened by its own continuity. Yeah. That, but it's not that it's like, it, it's kind of like if you watch the really shitty Batman movies after the second one of the Tim Burton era, right? And then you started throwing like four villains in at a time. Like, well, now right. you just don't have anything. It's just a mess. Like there's nobody to care about. There's nobody. So they got to be careful. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Too much, right? So Amazing Spider-Man too much. That's what they should call it. <laughs> yeah. Too much. I, I was going to say the one of my questions. I feel like is, is has been teed up by this discussion. If if I could go next, if yeah, you, you are you are next. Okay. Okay. Good. So it's a pretty easy question, but I feel like we've set it up really well with that discussion. Is can can they? Will they? Is it possible even to the, to have the next climax, the next arc, the next build in the MCU come close to to what Infinity War was? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, I think it's a pretty, I, I want to come out and say it's an easy no for me too. And then that gets into the kind of the discussion we were just having, which is, do they know that? And will that cause them to start reaching? Will that cause them to start doing things like the DC Possible. universe was with like, oh, let's go to Justice League in the fourth movie. Like when that should have been a, a three-year build. Right. Uh, let's do super, let's do Superman versus Batman and Doomsday like, yeah. all in one year. Uh, right. So that's my biggest fear with X Men, with Fantastic Four. 
like that they're going to go to the well and, and burn through their ammo too fast or try to jump ahead too fast and not do. I mean, that the, you want to talk about a slow burn. Iron Man 1 to an Infinity War, the greatest slow burn of all time. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Was it? The fact that they started off with Iron Man, a B-list, maybe even a C-list character. And I read Iron Man. I loved Iron Man, yeah. I loved Iron Man in the late 80s, Armor Wars back then. And I understood. Iron Man, when they started with Iron Man, I'm like, Jigga what? (laughs) But they made made it work. and They did. Iron Man rescued Robert Downey Jr. And he gave us his all. Yes. It's funny because you're, you're I'll, I'm going to wait, but you are kind of leading into one of my character, my, my questions. So we'll wait for mine, but uh, you know, Alan, I think your question's interesting. Will they, will they go too far? I think Feige's smart enough not to d- overdo it, but I think what, what is happening is you've got characters. We've had 11 years of not just the characters, but the actors that play them, you kind of fall they're part of it. They become one with that particular thing. And we've lost three anchors. Michael and I talked about this last week. You lost, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, all very big A-list stars. Those are A-list people that played those characters. Mm -hmm. Now you've got to rebuild with new actors and they've allowed themselves. I think the way I look at it is if, if, if multiverse doesn't get resolved into one back timeline again, and it just becomes multiverse then they don't have to hold themselves to these threads that last forever right so they can they can dc it in a way that like there's the joker movie which is a great movie it's not part of anything else it's just that it's that's its thing marvel may have given itself its doorways to stop worrying about being so uh you know threaded yeah yeah so now they've given the opportunity like the multiverse thing you know I'll put you like this: Marvel will be able to DC better than DC. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, because there's somebody actually running it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Let me throw this out there. So, Joe, Michael Dunn, you guys both say no. Alan, I you know me, I gotta. I, I don't mean to be <laughs> contrarian. Just, just, just go. It's you. Yes, and here's why. Do I think it's likely? No. But yes, they could build it up because yeah, they could. Well, That's now that they've introduced Kang, Kang is a much bigger threat than Thanos was. They've already established that in Loki. And what they could do to build it up even more is now don't do the DC four movies from now. Have Kang be the huge big man. But he is. He already is okay, in four movies big, from now. Well, but he's still not the big bad. We know no, he is in four less than four movies. He already is the big bad. The in one we Ant-Man saw. The Wasp. Is not the We've one already we said that. Worry about. He's the bad, Correct. but he's not necessarily the big bad yet. We well, I mean, in the same way, like Thanos, right? Thanos was was introduced to us, but he didn't really show up in the movie and start punching people till like two years later, right? So, but he's he's the full on villain for Ant Man and the Wasp coming up, Quantum Mania, whatever. But because with time travel and all that, we're going to meet a version of Kang. We don't know that we're going to meet the Kang who has become the Conqueror at this point. So my point is, he could be lurking around the edges for several years, and then 
when some of these actors get too old to keep playing these characters, because we're dealing with time and different realities, they can blow things up, blow up different realities, and make a new main MCU main timeline. Mm-hmm. Like they've already done in the comics many times. We're talking Secret Wars, where right. they blew up the universe and brought it back together, and they kept the pieces they wanted. Is that going to be okay for you, Calvin uh, Knights, or the hell you Star Trekkers don't like what JJ did when he broke up the timeline? <laughs> Is that okay? That I think what do they're it? doing with the MCU, the way they're doing with the multiverse, is the way is their way of okay, an actor's contract is up. We can introduce another person, a legacy. All right, yep. this person's gonna take over this legacy character. Yep. Because, you know, Robert Downey Jr., I've had did my time. Boom, let's go into this. Uh, right. Chris Evans, Captain America, boom, let's do this. Black Widow, that's a whole different discussion. We'll talk about that later. Um, it's their way of handling the contracts of the actors, but right. incorporating it into the bigger story. And well, well, they, keep, they, don't, they don't have to keep continuity, though. Yeah, the multiverse I, concept is like a, almost like a necessary evil, right? Because... Yes. You know, yeah. you can't just keep the thing going for forty years with the same actors, but it, so it's it's a little bit of a a little bit yeah, of a cheat. I, I just saw Luke Skywalker. It's a necessary one. I just yeah, saw Luke yeah. Skywalker well, that, that, Mandalorian. But here's the, here's the without jumping shift here. Here's the thing about Star Wars. There's no thirty years of comic books that have been kept keeping the story going for the past thirty years, right? It's only those few uh, movies, and so but that's where Marvel has you know Marvel DC. It's different, so. Part of me is like, oh man, now you can just gonna say like they can just make anything up and use the multiverse as to why it works. But what I'm hoping for is that they do it in a smart, clever way. And I think they will. Um, yeah, like like, you know, like like Don was I, saying, so that people are like, wait a minute, they understand that it was clever, and they don't just think, oh well, okay, I don't need to even think about what they did. Let's just keep watching and eating popcorn, you know. Yeah, it's not it's like watching like, soap op. It's not like watching soap operas. And okay, this week so and so is acted by so-and-so you're like wait a second he doesn't even look the same but whatever right. whatever i think i think though alan to, to, to answer your question i don't you know what we just went through in marvel um cinema over the last 11 years or so is something that's never ever been done and it was done right the first time. we will never see again no i don't think we will i really don't because i think theater and everything's going to change period um and i think that you know, it was so, it was so perfect that, you know, it's kind of like you, you can never, you, I, this is a bad reference, but I'm only trying to uh, say it. I do not condone this behavior whatsoever, but from what I hear from drug addicts, nothing's better than the first hit of that heroin. <laughs> I was going to say you could never have, I was thought you were going to say you could never have more than one first love. That would have been know so what? wholesome. It, that, no. You know what? That works. Yeah. It's it like works, the, Joe. It does work. Yeah. It's like the second one. It might, it's still good. It's still pizza, right? If you can have bad pizza, but it's still pizza. It's still going to be good pizza, but it's not like, you know, your favorite. Or, right? I, I think they can't <laughs> top it. And I think if they go into it thinking they need to top it, that's when they'll fail. Just, oh, just yeah, write, just write the good stories. Yeah. Just write good stories and, it, you know, it'll be good. Um, so I, I'm going to go to my question because we're we can go as long as we want, guys. I just didn't want to. Uh, don't worry about time, but I don't want to get stuck on. We're we're only two questions keep in. It so moving. keep it moving. My question: What I was getting to with this, um, what I was leading to, we lost three anchor characters, 
Hey, I, you know, and now's a good time to reject. We really lost four, right? We right, lost yeah. Black Panther. Right. He'll, he'll, yeah, he'll come back sure. in some yeah. reincarnation. Well, yeah, that was, a, that was yeah. a big loss. Yeah, because that was he, he was going to be part of a, a much bigger play, I think. So my question is to you know to everybody, who do you think is going to be the new anchors for the next ten years? Which character? Oh. Maybe not actor, but which character do you think will be there? Okay. Who wants to go first? Because I don't know. Well, I mean, we we can do kind of lightning around here. I mean, Spider. I'm going to say Spider Man because he's the actor is obviously young, and Spider Man is always going to be a reliable tent post. No, Spider Man. <laughs> yes, Parker. <laughs> no. Miles. Oh Morales. yeah. I think No Way Home gives us Miles Morales. But it's still Sony. That's the whole thing. They still I, own I, that. I, here's the thing. There's a lot of things we don't know. I think with No Way Home, they give us Miles Morales. I'm, I love Peter Parker. I started off on Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I want Miles. After Into the Spider Into the Spider Verse, I want Miles. I like that. I'm good with that myself. I I would say. I totally understand and respect the argument, but almost knowing what I know about Mr. Dunn to this, to this extent, I would say he's in the top one percentile of educated Marvel fans. And therefore that means that's probably not what everybody else wants. You're and you would not be wrong. (laughs) I I don't disagree that we will get miles. Um, I think they'll satiate that a bit with the next um, Sony animated movie. I, I do think we'll get hints of Miles, if not a cameo, in the next Spider-Man movie. But mm-hmm. Tom Holland's too young to replace him yet. Maybe yeah. after three more movies or three more, you know, solo movies. So, but I do agree, he's a tentpole. Um, but man, who would be another tentpole? That's you know, right. I was trying to think about just who's I'll, I'll two young my, actors. I'll give you mine. Okay. We haven't seen them yet. And I think if I'm a betting man, that our new anchors are going to be Reed Richards, Susan Richards, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm. I think they're going to go back but to what started you're going all in. You're putting all the chips on the well, table. I think they're going to be the new generation of the beginning. They're going to be. Uh, it's it's to me it's it'll be interesting because it's really what got Marvel off the ground. Back in the day yes. was the Fantastic Four. And I think Feige has been dying to get that more than X-Men. And I think Reed Richards is the guy. Now, if we go back to uh, um, WandaVision, there was a lot of talk of Reed Richards popping up in that thing. That was the yeah, big one. Like the the the, um, the scientist or the friend that she said that she said that was yes. coming. I thought we were going to get Reed. I, I was... John Krasinski. I thought we were getting John Krasinski. <laughs> that, that was a bait and switch, and I think they knew it was a bait and switch. Yeah. So I, yes. I've and, always... But you know what? I'm glad they did that. I I love that head fake. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always loved the Fantastic Four and their villains and their world. Dr. But if I'm, a betting, if I'm a betting man, I think, Joe, is that what you said? If I'm a betting man, I'm not betting that the Fantastic Four are going to be able to carry the franchise for a decade. I'd be okay with it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think there'll be a big, big part of it. Think of them as one character. 
is what I'm saying. You know, one one of the anchors is all four of them. I I have to agree with Alan only because I think that Marvel will be successful with the uh, Fantastic Four, but slotting them into that anchor position, I'm a little bit dubious only because they've had three movies and they've all been crap. So they went boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. The first, the very first one wasn't that bad for when it was made. It was, it was okay, okay, right? I, yeah, it was okay. But as again, the second, it was, the second one, Silver Surfer one, it was all right. I was disappointed well, uh, because I wanted Galactus, and I got a cloud. Yeah, Galactus, the smog monster. That's one of the worst things ever. It's terrible, terrible. But again, I think Feige knows what to do with it. So it's not like you know, it's it's all over the place. I I, I think they're going to be a big though, Joe, part of it. Like you said, he knows what to do with it. Now I'm glad they did Galactus as a smog monster because now they can build up to the real Galactus. They didn't already yes. waste that ammo. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. I'll give you that. Galactus, the, uh, the, the bad guy so bad that Green Lantern copied it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. right. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's one. Any other anchors though, before we move Captain off Marvel. that Anchors. Oh yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain yeah. Marvel. Because. I think why, they're setting why, up. Go ahead. Captain Marvel, yes, but the fact that a lot of people don't like Brie. Really? See, so here's a good a thing. A lot like, of fanboys don't like Brie, and I'm like, why? I have one more that I think is going to be an anchor, too. Yeah, this but. I'm like, is this, is this real? Like, I, I'm not out and about as much, right? I'm a dad now, and like, I'm at home, like, live a dad life, but. Is that a real thing, or is that one of these manufactured things? Like I hate I, Rose Tico. Like it no, was a thing, but was it real? I think it's it's the boys, the man, the comics gators. Those that are not open to seeing the bigger picture. Right. I, I think she's great. I I have one more anchor that I had that I want to get in that I believe will be a great anchor. Well. Before you get there, real quick, okay. the reason I mentioned her is because I think they are setting her up to be one, because the next movie is called The Marvels. So she's going to be, she's going to be um, giving advice to and uh, what do you call that? She, she's going to mentor. Thank you. She's going to mentor Miss Marvel. Right. Where, where do you know that's going to happen? So that's establishing her as an anchor of sorts. So I'll shut up now and. Joe, who else? And we get to get the Captain Marvel that I grew up with. Which is? Which Which one? Shazam? The one one with the waist sash? Is that what we're talking about? Oh. Monica Rambeau. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, So my, uh, the other anchor I think will be, should be, should be an anchor. Whether they will do it or not, I don't know, but he should be. And that's Anthony Mackie's Captain America. He needs to be in it because he, I, I just love that character. Um, I think Sam is, is fantastic as a character and he's the, the moral compass and we need a moral compass and we need somebody who is strong and who, who has dealt with a lot of different things, than everybody else. And I think if they, if they minimize what they just did in Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I absolutely loved. And I just watched the making of it. If you go on Disney plus, they have now, the making of Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, if you want to watch those, um, that if you look at the arc of that show, 
he became much more important to me, especially that last episode where he's talking to the senators and all that stuff that were there, that he is now the new moral compass and we need him to be an anchor. That's a strong point. It's, I, I think, I think Anthony Mackie as an actor, cause I, I like him. I think he does a great job. I think he's a great Robin. I think he's a great Scotty Pippen. Oh, I, I disagree. Think he fills Ooh, that role well played. Great. I, I don't know that he, I don't can know that he Jordan? can be a lead guy. I don't know if he can be Jordan. I think he can be Scotty, but I don't think he can be Jordan. And that's More not a diss on him. I think, you know. He is the MCU's Nightcrawler. Really? Right you now, think he so? is the MCU's soul because he, he and Steve Rogers, he was all about, he was Steve Rogers' disciple. Yes. And he carries on Steve Rogers without being Steve Rogers. He's the Steve Rogers of the 21st century. Mm -hmm. Yes. Modern. Yes. Modern understands the world now. While Steve was open to listening to everything. Sam Wilson that we got now, by the way, thank you, Brew Baker, for the Captain America that we got in MCU. Yes. He should and be I, an anchor. I, I, I agree. Yes. I agree. Yeah, they'll blow it if they if they walk away from that. Okay, Michael Diaz, you're your Oh yeah, my question. So do you think that the arrival of Kang makes it more likely that we're going to see the young Avengers? Like so when you say Young Avengers, is this is this a comic book series maybe I'm not as familiar with, or is it literally the Avengers we know, but when they're young? Nope, different characters. Okay. Well, the same ver- they're like, uh, um, like their four Avengers. They're the sons and or daughters of or this or that, you know, or no or relation, just, or no relation. Yeah, but they're younger, younger versions of the same powers, so to speak, for the most part. Right. I mean, that, that yes. concept in general, I, I don't even know that, like, Michael knows what he's talking about. I don't know, but I'm just saying this concept in general, I'm not a fan of. Interesting. Yes and no. We got a hint in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Yep. We're going to get it in Hawkeye. Yep. Um, Black Widow, Miss Marvel. Do I want the Young Avengers? Disney Plus, yes. Big screen, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Is this kind of like you know, Mister Dunn and, and Michael? You guys know this better than I do. I only know it on the surface. Would this be something like a New Mutants kind of thing? Same kind of thing? Oh. Uh, because that's why I cringe a little bit. That's why I'm like, that's not what I want. Right. Let me throw this at you, speak, Alan. We will not speak of new mutants, okay? <laughs> Instead of Iron Man, Alan, it's Iron Lad. How's that sound? <laughs> like I said, the concept in general, I'm generally not a fan of. Joe, what do you think? 
I think they're going to do something like it, but I don't think it's going to be what you think. I don't think it's going to be, they may bring younger people to fill in what the Avengers will be eventually, but I don't know if it's going to be a set off like, you know, DC just did with, um, uh, uh, Titans on the C, you know, the HBO show Titans. Um, so I, you know, listen, it's very hard to replace iconic people like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor with, you know, even Captain Marvel with like a kid who's like Captain Marvel or a kid who does another Iron Man thing, a different suit. It's just, it, it, it's nice, but it's not the same, you know? And yeah, there's, it there's be- always some degradation, even though you don't want there to be there, there just is. Right. Cause it's not. And, and it, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about the Peter Parker effect, you know? To many, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. That has always been, should be, and it took a lot for people to, to to get to the Miles Morales thing, which I think is cool. It's great. It's just, it's alternate, you can alternate universe and you can have um, representation and all that stuff. Um, it would be nice, instead of just trying to like replace a character, to create a whole new character that that person can actually own. Like, right, right. In, instead of... Uh, you know, instead of, that instead of young Han Solo, right? Like doomed <laughs> right. to fail. Even though we like the movie, it yeah. just Yeah, I mean in terms of movie, sure. Um, but they didn't replace I guess they replaced the actor, but the character is still Han Solo. Like this is like it's not Hawkeye, it's Hawkeye's it's uh yeah. uh but what's it's just, name? it has the same general problem, which is we want you to move on from a person or a name and insert another person, even though the name is the same, we're inserting another person and it will be equally sort of. What's well, not even that? It's even, it's even, it's not even replacing the same character. It's a new character based on the other character. So it's, it's, it's like a carbon copy, but not, you know, it's like, well, that's why I said it's a new character and a new person. And that to me, that's a double whammy. That's really hard right. to do successfully. Right. A new version right. of the same character. With Correct. Correct. It's, so, it's very tough, but I'll tell you what they succeeded to me with, with, um, with Sam and Captain America, like I'm all in. Works for me. Right. So if they but do that, it right, one, that do one it right. made a little bit of sense, right? Because we already had Falcon, right? So he kind of just sidestepped and stepped into a, a gap that was created in the continuity. Like so, it kind of made sense. And it may they may do similar things in the writing, you know? Yeah, it would take a while. They'd have to be patient with it. Yeah. Right. So can we say Bucky had the greatest? character progression in the past oh yeah 11 years give or take i think so he's been through hell right <laughs> like 100%. yes 100%. um be interesting to see where they take his character as well um did we answer your question michael i think mean, do we hit yeah I I, I I see where you guys are coming from and i see your perspectives but let me throw this at you i, I get what you're saying we don't want just younger versions of the avengers but one thing, here's why I think we are going to see them. Number one, we've already met some of them or going to meet them soon. We're going to meet the young Hawkeye in the mm-hmm. Hawkeye series. Haley Stanfield was already cast as Kate Bishop. We've already seen a kid Loki show up in Loki. Yep. We've seen Patriot, who is Eli Bradley, the grandson of Isaiah Bradley. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've seen Speed and Wiccan from WandaVision. Yep. We've already seen Stature, who is Cassandra Lang, Scott Lang's daughter. Right. We haven't seen Hulkling yet, but we might. 
because we know and She-Hulk. What's that? She-Hulk. Correct, but we right. Now Hulkling is a little bit different in that Hulkling is a Kree Skrull hybrid, and we know we're getting a Secret Invasion series focusing on the Skrulls, so we might see him there yet. Um, and Iron Lad is a young Kang before he becomes Kang the Conqueror. So there's a way to tie him in and make the whole storyline that evolves to the movies tragic, where this is where he started wanting to be a hero, but we know he ends up being a conqueror. So and the other reason why I think we might see it is because we've now had 11 odd years of the MCU. There are literally kids that have grown up on this and it's shaped and it's affected their worldview of at least through entertainment, blah, blah, blah. The heroes have been here long enough now that they're going to affect a younger generation that says we want to step up too. And that reflects in the MCU and also what's happening in our world. So I think we are going to see them. Well, I think it'll take, they should take their time because I don't think it's something that the whole crowd is going to run to. No. And will they it be are the doing young, it slowly will, though. Will it be the young Avengers? No. Yes and no. But like Diaz said, the kids that grew up on it, it's like because the actors that played the characters we start off with are, you know, contracted out. It's going to work. It's going to work. And it works with as contracts expire, the kids that we grew up with, boom, they're so-and-so, and it's not going to be forced, but it's going to be a natural progression. So it's be two for and two against, I think. <laughs> I'm not against it. I just don't think it's yeah, – I think they're going to do it. I said they're probably going to get there and do it. Right. They just have to do it in a way where they don't lose, you know, the people that are currently watching. No, they have to make it more they, – they can't rush it. They can't DC it. It's going to happen naturally. Right. All right. So Mr. Dunn's got his second question. All right. My second question – and I think it goes back to what we discussed earlier. Uh, the first Spider-Man movie, when they're moving out of Avengers Tower, and they said, oh, somebody else bought the blah, blah, blah. We're getting the Fantastic Four. I hated that Marvel's properties were all broken up. But Marvel did more with nothing than DC did with everything. <laughs> no, no disagreement. Marvel did a great job with starting off with Iron Man, going with the Avengers, knowing with how I grew up and what I read, the Avengers sucked. <laughs> yep. 80s going into the 90s, the Avengers sucked. But I think when they sold Avengers Tower, there was their way of the Fantastic Four coming into the fold. With Kang coming in, I think we're going to get the Fantastic Four before we get the X-Men. And I, as an X-Men fan, I'm perfectly fine with that. So my question is, with everything going on, how do we get the Richards family 
into the fold? Where do they fit into the timeline? And I say that loosely because, you know, Loki just jacked up everything. But knowing what we know now until they totally adjust everything, did the snap bring the Richards family into the fold? It's a good question. I don't know where they get, well, they'll do it. They've got such an uh, uh, interesting lineup this year alone that we haven't even touched on with, you know, Shang-Chi and Eternals. And we've got, like, most people don't know who the hell either one of those people are. Right. Um, so that, I mean, they're, they're coming out. If Iron Man was a, a, a B or possibly a C, Eternals and Shang-Chi are not even close to that, right? And I'm looking so forward to Shang-Chi more than anything because I, I love martial art movies. But um, who knows? They, who are come in. The, they are the guardians of the galaxy of this side of the MCU. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and better, well, then better hope lightning can strike twice because, man, they, they killed it with Guardians of the Galaxy. That did yeah. so well for – I had zero expectations for it. And then it instantly became like – you, know, my you can see it again coming experience. up in uh, Suicide Squad too. It'll be the exact same thing. <laughs> I've, I've said, I've told people this. I went into Guardians of the Galaxy, looking forward to the raccoon, but falling in love with a damn tree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think that's most everyone. Everyone, I mean, I, I, have, I have a baby Groot that I just adore, and Yanu or whatever his name is, the blue guy, Yandu, Yandu, Yandu. Well, I mean to. To Mr. Dunn's question, I, I mean, my response is like, well, I don't know. They got this multiverse thing, so they can they can make stuff happen without having to like be overly justified in how it happens. And so, um, but yeah, and to Joe's point, like, okay, well, I don't know. Do, do do they get sort of start to get looped in with a really thin thread with Eternals? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think it. So in the original comics. They went up into space, got hit by cosmic rays, came back with powers. Right. Now that we've cracked that nut of the multiverse, I think they're going to come into it somehow where the U.S. government, because we've already seen with the Sarkovian Accords, the U.S. government wants to control things. It's going to get out that there's a multiverse. The U.S. government's going to find out or some somehow it's going to get out and they're going to want to try and control it and explore it. And they're going to send this team of scientists to try and crack into the multiverse into one of the other timelines and instead of cosmic rays it's going to be some kind of power cosmic and that's how they're going to get their powers fantastic four is probably going to fall more into wandavision as far as sword yes Mm -hmm. and that's how we get there well there's no they have not said there's going to be a second season of wandavision so we don't right sword shows up you know, on here on Earth to mm-hmm. contain that thing, I could see Sword grabbing their team of scientists to check out the multiverse, and boom, they come back as the Fantastic Four. Do you kind of think that Jeff Bezos thought he would come back as this Fantastic? Part of this <laughs> That's what him and Branson were both trying to do. Yeah. They thought they were going to get these cosmic rays and then yeah. come back. And no, but he came back as Doctor Evil. Because they already have all the money in the world and it's not enough. So find something else. Hey, let me throw something out there. And I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but it just kind of hit me when Michael said, oh, the the U.S. government wants to control and they found out about the multiverse. So they're going to want to X, Y, Z. And it makes me think, 
once you know about the multiverse, it's not really a multiverse anymore because it kind of defeats the purpose of now all the multiverse are, are, are stars of the same one universe now. Like it's not, it can only be a multiverse when they're existing without anybody knowing about it, except for like in Loki where it's like, okay, one character and one group of people, nobody else knows. But then when everybody starts to know about it, then I'm like, well, that's interesting. It's not really a, then it's like Rick and Morty where it's like, is it one world or is it multi-worlds? It's kind of just one at a certain point. In a multiverse, Disney would have had hired one director to direct the three sequel movies. Boom. Mic drop. I'm gone. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. All right, cool. Alan, what was your second question? My second question, I, I was trying to think I wanted to replace it with something a little bit more thought-provoking. Um, but Don't I think, hurt yourself. Yeah, I've been thinking enough tonight. Um, second question, is this next, so this is phase four, but let's really call it like, let's call it like the, in the larger sense, the second second coming of, of the MCU. Book two. <laughs> is it, yeah, book two, the New Testament. Is this going to be for us, meaning our age group? Uh, We grew up as kids loving these characters, as kids in comic books, when comic books were one of a a few things that we would turn to as as kids with imaginations versus where it's different now. Um, Are these going to be continued to be sort of, quote unquote, for us as the center of the target? Or now going forward, are they going to try to do kind of what Michael alluded to earlier and say, bring in younger actors, try to catch the kids who were, you know, 12 when Iron Man came out. So I guess the question is, are, is this next round of movies, this next phase, is it actually for us still? In Disney's eyes. I, I think, think both. Yeah, I think they always do it for, um, well, first of all, I'm 51 and I watch a cartoon every Friday when it comes out. So, you know, um, I think it's our mindset rather than an age. And we're the ones that introduce it to our kids. And then the other people bring, because Iron Man wasn't written for a kid, like the first Iron Man. It wasn't written for a kid. But, you know, you took your kid to it because you know it's cool. And, you know, she or he sees that thing flying and like, oh, that's cool. You know, they don't understand most of it, but they still think it's cool. So it's, I think it's always going to be for people that like these stories, no matter the age, but then the influence of the people that like it, that bring people into it. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I agree with you, but I'll, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mr. Dunn. Uh, yes and no. If, if you're in our age bracket, you're more patient and you understand what's going on. So you're, you're more patient to find out, uh, let, let's see what they come out with. Um, we're not dumb. No. They know what they're doing. They're not insulting our intelligence. They don't want to dumb it down. They are they understand that their audience knows what's going on. They've done research beforehand and 
they're trusting us to know what's going on before we before the lights go down on the screen. Yep. I agree with all that. And on top of that, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. I'm done. I was just going to say, I agree with all that. I think they know we're not dumb, but I think they, they, you know, they, they straddle that line. I don't want to say like Pixar because Pixar definitely skews younger, but has things in there for the adults. Yes. Um, I would say that the MCU is like, you know, Pixar grown up in that maybe they're aiming more at the 12 to 13 year old kids, but also put things in there for the adults. Cause case in point, Iron Man two, uh, Stan Lee's cameo is as, um, um, Hugh Hefner. Thank you. No, Hugh wait, Hefner. no, no, no. No, it was, was Hugh it? Hefner. Was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Hugh Hefner shows up, right? Which, the kids don't know who that is, but it's a little, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the adults that we all know who Hugh Hefner is or was. So, that's just one example. They're writing it for the older kids, but they're keeping it smart enough and putting little things in there that adults will catch, but not necessarily kids. So I, I think they're going to continue that because it's been a winning, um, it's been a winning formula for them. So I don't see a lot of changes as long as, you know, Feige's, you know, the head of, you know, producing all this, I think we're going to see more of the same. Well, I think Mike, Michael, you made a good point there, a good point, but also a slightly different one than my line of thought is not, not even necessarily about adults versus kids, but about the generation that I put us in. Maybe I'm on one of the bookends, and, and whichever you three fine gentlemen is on the oldest age of the bookend. Oh, you prank, you know? Fine the, gentlemen. The, I see what you did there. The, <laughs> the generation that grew up with the golden age, I would call the golden age, the high popularity of comic books and cartoons and action figures, like that's, that's unique to us. As a, as a sort of a generation True. or a bridge we, between two we, generations. We grew up in a, uh, I don't know if it's golden age. It's, it's a tough one because we grew up with, a, um, I would say, a second coming because we, we, we got the, for me, it was Frank Miller that brought me back to comics. So back when comics back in the 50s and stuff was a different thought process. And when you went through the 60s, that, you know, MC, Marvel basically owned the 60s because they brought real issues to comic books. But like when I grew up, it was more like, I hate saying darker, but it was it was it was a little more thoroughly written, I guess. I don't but know. But it wasn't it wasn't multimedia then though. I mean when I say yeah. the golden age, I mean it was multimedia. You had Correct. the comic books, you had the cartoons, you had kind of a few bad movies, and you had yep. the toys, and yep. you had the Howard pajamas, and you had the underwear, and you had the cereal, <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. was everything. Like right. that was unique to us, and that's why we said it'll never be completed again. So I, I think it still has to be geared to us because the generations after will be there'll be that decay, right? Like they will still follow it along because it was done well, but I think it's going to be this, you know, it's just going to be this, uh, a decay uh, well, over time, but they still have a lot of gas left in the tank. I agree. Uh, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, but, but <laughs> so yeah, I would agree that the eighties was the golden age of uh, merchandising. hundred percent. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, hey, we can take this property and sell this toy. And we all have most or have various levels of having all those toys, the Star Wars, the G.I. Joe, the Transformers. Transformers. But, I mean, it's still happening in that 
my nephews who are you know 11 and three now and or another one that's 10 they're still grabbing all this stuff too and they have to have it they saw it in the movie they got to have the action figure you know so i i mean again i'm not disagreeing with you but i think i think <laughs> that's that's an engine that's going to be churning for years and decades sure. to come yeah i think, I think so. and, and i would say even the stance i took i would say well marvel's going to have the longest run Nobody's going to have a longer run than Marvel did with their, you know, their run. Like Paw Patrol isn't going to have that long of a run. Minecraft right. isn't going to have that long of a run. None of these things I don't think are going to have a run the way that Marvel has. To be fair, has. I don't think back, Minecraft going, would still be here, and yet it is. Going back to 70s until, let's call it, you know, 2020, I don't think any of the stuff that kids are into now will have a, will have a run like that. Marvel will, Marvel will own the run. DC has the run on animated. If Marvel could come in and take over animated, boom. DC can fix itself with not a rewrite, but if they just stopped for like a, a little bit and then came out with Kingdom Come done well, they would it's kill. I, I wish that would happen. It's not going to happen. Kingdom Come, I don't see Kingdom Come coming out. Leave Kingdom Come as a comic. Just leave it alone. Leave it as a comic. I, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you could give it that justice as a film. I just no. Just leave it. I wish that someone could. I don't think they can. I never thought they give could it do justice years for Lord whatever, of the Rings, but, but they did it. But once I read, no, Kingdom Come. Leave it as a. There's some elements I don't think can be filmed. I don't know. Leave it in the realm of the artist in drawing. There's some it's such great. aspects. It's so great. It's, it's, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, let me no. get to one of my questions. Uh, last questions for me. Um, it's a little bit going backwards. Uh, I think we've gone further than this, so we can skip if we want. But uh, my Second question was for the next 10 years, right? We have 10 years or 11 years to match what has been done so far. And Alan kind of alluded to this earlier. Now, is it going to be Kang for 10 years? And will it be Kang that is different Kang each time building up to the final Kang uh, over 10 years? Like, is he going to pop in and out? Because we know he's coming into Quantumania as Kang the Conqueror. Now, that is the character's name, according to IMDb. We know the Kang we got in Loki is not Kang the Conqueror. Um, it's a version. And he says, you know, he says there's going to be a lot of him. Is he going to be more like of the, uh, let's say, a mixoplick, <laughs> so to speak, that kind of pops in and out? Um, I'll leave that there. Don't even explain who that is. People can look him up. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what say you? I think he's good. I think he's going to have like a, a, a two year run. I don't think he's going to be the 11 year build. And I don't have much to go on. I just, that's my gut. Feeling. So you think he'll be resolved in multiverse of madness then? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the timeline two to three years out well enough to say that that's the point, but I think there'll be him. There'll be somebody else. And then there'll be a, there'll be a big bad. There'll be another Thanos that hasn't even been teased at all yet. Mm-hmm. Like pensive there, did, I men- did I mention? 
We've All got right. in Avengers in Avengers in 2012, we saw the hint of Thanos and the people I was in the theater with, like, who the hell is he? And I'm just like, excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet, but Kang. I don't know. I think I think Feige is going to um, Casino Royale slap us on the wicker wicker chair. God. Oh. That's and totally throw us off. Kane, yes, but I think there's someone else and right now I don't Really know who else he could bring in? Dude. He's building up the Kang slash Immortus. So I, here's the I don't the, I don't, the, but I like the slow burn. I I want to be. I love the slow burn of Loki. The story I I want to be entertained. I'm old. <laughs> I. I have time, but I don't have time, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yep. Well, here's the schedule, okay? We've got uh, Black Widow was just released July 9th, 2021. Shang-Chi, September 3rd, 2021. Then Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Then Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, 2021. So we've got three movies coming up before the end of the year of Marvel. That Spider-Man No Way from Ho- No Way Home. Three then, movies, but, but in a non-COVID world, that probably would have been two years. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But here, right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Shang Chi is going to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's going to be in the middle. Blah blah blah. I think mm-hmm. Eternals is going to be the next. Right. Okay. It's going to be so the we next. Go, after we get that, we, we, we get Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness is March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Then it's Thor Love of Thunder. Then it's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's July 8th. Thor is May 6th. Then the Marvels, November 11th. And finally, we get to King the Conqueror, which we know is is, is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, 2023. No, Doctor Strange is in May. May is a Star Wars, traditional Star Wars month. Doctor Strange is going to The Doctor Strange is March. March? March 25th. March. All right. Forget what I said. Dr. (laughs) Strange is going to, we're going to need to need weed, liquor, (laughs) all the things afterward. We're going to need a podcast to like, um, reassess our life in this world. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot. So we don't, like I said, we don't even get to, Kang the Conqueror until February seventeenth, twenty twenty three, according to IMDb. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. By of the stuff time we get to Doctor Strange, we may need Xanax. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I think a, because a good when they announced too. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, they were like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." I did not expect Loki to bend my brain. Right. And can we about, say, can we say classic Loki in episode five made me smile? Shut your ears, Alan. Shut your ears. Yeah, Alan, don't listen. Made me smile. It, it 
the the horns, the the classic Loki was quote unquote the shit. Richard E. Grant, if you want to know. Go ahead, Alan. Yes. You're, you're gonna say something. Well, I was just gonna say, think you know, going back to the, the your original question, Joe, is look, Thanos was special, and I think you know, Mike mentioned you know, a, a big slice of comic book fans did know who he was. And he he was the big bad and one of the most uh, expansive comic book arcs um, of, of what I was calling sort of the, the, the peak era of comic books. But when I think and say, okay, well, who else is, could be on that level that has been shown to be on that level in the past 40 years of Marvel comic books? And I think, well, I, th- I think you have Galactus. I think you have Apocalypse. I mean, it's not Kang. Kang's a great Kang villain. Kang is a deep he's, cut. Deep cut. Yeah, he's a he's deep, deep cut. cut. He's a deep cut. But he isn't on that same level. So that's why I'm like, well, it, you know, we could play that game. Okay, Apocalypse, uh, Galactus, Thanos. You know, who else is on that level of, of vast supervillain in, in Marvel? That's the question. Kang, me, is, really. uh, Kang is Iron Man. Doom's a level down. Doom's a level down from those guys. He's no. above Kang. But he's a Kang level down from Iron those guys. Man because I didn't think they would start with Iron Man, but Kang, they. Well, I, I got another one to throw out there for you guys to thumb up, like uh, Dormammu, somebody in that realm. Still there. He was already there once. Yeah, he was yeah. in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, but what? But wasn't back. he only like? Yeah, he could come back. back. Yeah, they didn't totally. like. He was in it for how long? A couple just minutes. A bargain. Like, he just struck a bargain. Could be a different yeah. bargain later. Kang just bitch slapped Dormammu. <laughs> what about Mephisto? You know what? I love the head fake. Everyone thought we were going to get Mephisto in WandaVision, and I'm glad we didn't. Yep. Don't ask me why. I'm glad we didn't. They kept it small. It was good for the show to keep it small. Yeah, it and was. I'm glad Doctor Strange didn't show up in WandaVision. I like the slow burn. Some people like, I want it all, blah, blah, blah. As I get older, I want my intelligence appreciated. I think Marvel's doing that. Yeah. Michael, yes. we're down. Uh, last question. Michael's last question. We'll finish it up. Actually. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Did, did it like, so that, that was it, right? We covered off. There's only three, three and a half villains on that level. Nobody oh, else oh, throughout anybody else. For the MCU, except for Michael, Michael tried to say Doom, which I, said, I think no, Doom is up there. That. I don't know if he's up to the to the to the giant. Doom, but those guys, at this you know, point, I, Doom is not there. Yeah, maybe it's Cheetah. Oh no, that's Wonder Woman. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Beyonder. We're not maybe? too complicated. Yeah, and, Nobody and wants that. that. Is that's a, so that's a niche right there. Right. That's a niche for the Beyonder. All right, Diaz. Okay. Your last, your last question. Well, actually, I think we we've, we've already answered it, but I'll, I'll ask oh, it okay. anyway. Uh, we'll keep it simple. Yes or no? Yes or no? Is King a bigger threat than Thanos? Mm. Done. What do you think? <sighs> Big picture. Yes. I see it. That big, I, I understand. Big, what you're big picture. Thanos, he saw what he saw what he saw on 
Titan. But Kang saw, he pushed back from the table and saw not everything, he saw everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. And was like, oh, this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Kang scares me more than Thanos. Yeah, Thanos is just a big bully guy that wants it his way. Kang is more of an ethereal, like, uh, threat he of, like, space time continuum. Kang, him as the big bad, I didn't think that would happen. I'm like, okay. Talk to me, Faggy. Let's see how you can work this out. Okay. Oh. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> I like the way that it, I like the way that Marvel is reworking some of the people we thought wouldn't work. And I'm like, I like the we work rework. Like I said, Iron Man. Who knew? Right. So I'm just gonna roll with it. I would say yeah. I would say no. And in the context of, again, we touched on it multiple different angles, how perfect the first 11 years worked out. And Thanos succeeded in pulling off the best villainous plot in the history of villainous plots that never get pulled off. He killed half the people in the universe with a snap of his fingers. Now, he obviously, did than, He did better than Vader. Yeah, way better. You, you can't. Now, there's no coming back from that unless you just say, oh, we can undo it. And now there's a multiverse. Yeah. So in that sense, I'll say, no, nothing will ever be as big a threat as a person who snaps his fingers and kills all the people, half the people in the universe. There, it, it cannot it cannot be. I'm just facts. No, you can't do it. Now, with this multiverse, there's always a way out. There's always a, a but and an if. You can't top what Thanos did. Yeah, but to your point, the Avengers did undo what Thanos did. But, but, but the reason is because once you have the villain win by killing half the people in the universe... You, there's nowhere you could go until undoing it. <laughs> yeah. But see, I went into Infinity War. I took my wife and her son to see it. And they were like, oh, my God, what the hell? But me being me <laughs> and reading Infinity Gauntlet, I'm like, oh, you have no idea what the hell. Yeah. It's. It was delicious. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? I, I think it's a different kind of threat, but I don't think it's going to be menacing like 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 Thanos is. He's very menacing and, and very, you know, my way, highway. But Kang is, I think, going to be more um, controlling in a way that people don't see it. I don't think he's about, like, killing people or setting the thing straight. It's just like, this is how I want things to be. Yeah, he's, he's more like, uh, um, what's the stuff they call the, the planes in the air? What's that conspiracy theory? The contrails? contrails. Yeah, he's he's more like chemtrails. He's yeah. kind of like a chemtrails. He's he's not like a extinction level event asteroid. He's like chemtrails. I think it's going to be more of introducing more of the Marvel characters than anything. It's going to be it. It's going to be introducing stories, not so much. Will there be a big bad? Yes. But is bringing more stories in to 
the fold. Yep. With the with the multiverse, you you open up the possibilities. I see what you're saying. And and yes. one last thing. Will there be a Submariner? Will Namor come up? <laughs> oh, Introduced man. in Endgame, yes. Will he come? <laughs> the, yeah. 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 The the subduction, blah, blah, blah. Will, Aqu- will, will Marvel do Aquaman better than DC? <laughs> of, of, of course, yes, they will. Hey, Aquaman was good. I actually liked Aquaman. Yeah, I did. I liked Aquaman. You like those video game graphics when he's flying around it underwater? Good, it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. It was, you know what? For a DC movie, it was... Not bad. That's right. Hey, I, I got to pull a total Diaz move to say, like, well, I'm criticizing it, but I've never watched it. <laughs> what? That is a Diaz. That is totally a uh, Diaz move. I, I waited till I could watch Aquaman for free. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, <laughs> Joe and I Diaz moved it, and we didn't saw it. And it was pretty good. All right. I think that was a great, uh, I think we've covered everything in the MC universe. They're still going to make their money. They're going to be okay. Uh, who knows where films will be uh, in the movie theaters and all this other stuff in the universe. But, but we will find a way to see all these films. Uh, I want to thank our special guests, Michael Don, Alan Lugo, for joining the round table. Um, thanks, you guys, for coming, for coming aboard, man. Appreciate you guys today. It's always fun, guys. Good to see you again. Good to talk again. Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. This was uh, this was a fun discussion. It was great. Um, if you guys uh, again check out uh, Michael Dunn's Twitter and check out his his photo photography skills that are out there, they're fantastic. Really good stuff. Um, Alan, you got anything you want to plug? What are you doing? Nothing. Uh, I just want to plug people being kind to each other. There you go. Oh. Wow, Alan, Mister Altruistic, I like that. Alan, get a haircut. <laughs> like Joe, hey, Joe, Joe will tell you how many weeks I am overdue. He's my yeah. barber. I don't live near my barber anymore. Yeah, it's a get a haircut. I, I just love that Dunn has just met Lugo for the first time and he's telling him to get a haircut. Hey, I can't see. help it that I have more hair on my head than all of you guys Look, do in, mar- in your, in your beards and your head. And I love messing with people. It's all good. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks everybody for um That forehead is really big. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks you guys for joining us. Um, for those uh, that this is their first episode listening to us, um, hey, thanks for joining this roundtable with us. And you know, tell your friends about the podcast if you've come back. We thank you so much for that as well. Uh, check us out on you know any of the podcast systems. Tell your friends. You know, check out Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all those great little places like that. Leave a review. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. Michael can tell you how you can talk to us on social you can find us on twitter and instagram at kybercast you can also find us on facebook group and a page at the kybercast cool thank you all again until next week this is the way i have spoken what a piece of junk boring conversation anyway